Hi, I'm Sequoia Carrillo. And I'm Alyssa Nadworny. And you're listening to The Students Podcast, NPR's podcast all about making a podcast. We are back for another season, and it is better than ever. Yes, better than ever. It's almost Halloween, almost time for the Student Podcast Challenge to open again. And it's year four of the contest. Wow. I don't know how that happened. Four years. (laughs) This season, we're going to bring you lots of new episodes about teachers, students, and tips that we've learned over the past three years of the contest. Yes, some of you guys have been with us since day one, and some are just finding us now. Either way, welcome. Often on the podcast, we talk to students about how they've made great podcasts, but today we're going to shake it up a little bit by going to the head of the class, literally. Yeah, a huge part of the contest, of course, are the thousands of teachers around the country who've participated, assigning stories, encouraging students to sign up, and along the way, there have been some superstars. Like a group of teachers from J. Sterling Morton East High School in Cicero, Illinois. They've been on our radar for years because, well, they just keep winning. Yeah, when we were deciding what stories to tell for the teacher episode, I was like, oh, the Cicero teachers, of course. (laughs) I know Mark Sujak and Jeremy Robinson. (laughs) And that's because we're the ones, like Sequoia and I are the ones screening those podcasts year after year. So you remember them. Like that name stuck in your brain, Sequoia. Exactly. I feel like I remember their podcasts so well, too. From two years ago, they had one about students talking about what it was like to have a Latinx identity in the suburbs of Chicago and kind of the different microaggressions that they'd faced. I was like freaking out. and I'm like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do? I'm scared. I'm going to be the only one that doesn't know how to speak in English. Like, I didn't know what. Did you have an accent? Hell yeah. Well, imagine like me being so good at reading Spanish and then I don't know where I was afraid because my mom, my dad, nobody knew how to speak in English or. Also that year, there was a girl who was talking about her brother who had been in and out of gangs in Chicago and just how it had affected her family so much over the course of high school. I know what it's like to be in a family that has a gang member. My brother joined a gang when he was grieving the loss of my grandmother. He said he wanted a distraction, but that I didn't know that he meant joining a gang. Day after day, I live worrying about where he is, how he is, or when he's coming home. And then last year, we had Teens in Ink, which was one of our finalists and one of our judges' favorites, uh, which was two students talking about whether or not to get tattoos in high school. So I'm going to start off from the beginning. So basically, ever since I was younger, I knew since pre-K that I wanted tattoos. So every year I asked my mom for a tattoo as a birthday birthday gift. And yes, I know that it is illegal since I'm, I wasn't even a teenager at the time. So long story short, after years, and I mean a lot of years of asking for a tattoo, I finally got one for my 16th birthday. And that's just the finalists. They get so many honorable mentions every year. Like last year, I think they got almost 15. What? And the year before, they got 12. I mean, they get a ton of... Their podcasts are really good. They're just really good. Yeah. Okay, so they are the two superstar teachers behind all these great podcasts. What do you think makes their podcast sound so good? Like, what's the secret sauce? I really wanted to know. So I actually visited them this summer in Cicero. I'm Sarah Lorraine. I'm a librarian here at Morton East. I'm Sophia Faridi. I'm an instructional coach and an English teacher here. Uh, I'm Jeremy Robinson. Um, I'm an English teacher. I've been at Morton for 10 years. Is this her 10th year? Mm-hmm. So this is my 11th year? Yep. Oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> Wait, maybe you should separate us. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
for sure. I'm Mark Sujak. I'm the lead English teacher here, but I also teach classes. Uh, I've been here teaching 11 years, but I also graduated from here. So I've been here more than half of my life. So right off the bat, I could tell that these four teachers are friends. They really respect each other and they also are just always making each other laugh. Three of them are English teachers and one of them is a librarian. And they say podcasting is a great way for students to tell their own stories in their own voices. They're excited to have this opportunity. It's so different. They're not, you know, just writing a paper. We have our own secret academic goals that we are like building into the project. But I think the students don't feel that so much. They just feel that they're having the chance to tell their story. They wanted to give their students this opportunity to tell their stories, but they felt like it was a lot of work for one teacher to do everything. And if you're a teacher and you're listening to this, that might sound really familiar because that's what a lot of teachers tell us they do. It's so much. And so these teachers decided instead to divide and conquer. Sarah is like our research queen. Sophia is like journalism background interview. I've dabbled in like audio and video editing since I was like 17. So like that technical aspect, I always help kids. And then, I mean, Jeremy's the story master. (laughs) So we just chunk the kids up in four groups. And over two days, they rotate through all of our lessons. I love this. I love how collaborative it is. They form what they like to call a carousel. They really like that word. They used it a bunch during our interview, the carousel. Oh, my God. I love that. We should steal that, Sequoia. I know. We should. (laughs) So they each teach certain aspects of the podcast challenge and just play to each other's strengths. Yeah, I love that. I love the collaborative teaching approach. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. And it's what we do in the real world, too. Like we have sound people and tech people and exactly and it also divvies up the questions Mm. think it's like the night before the deadline you're getting a million questions (laughs) but if you're the it person versus the interviewing person you're getting questions at different times it helps everyone out a lot it's very cool so wait so what do they how do they start thinking about topics like what's their process Mark said they listen to a lot of podcasts in class throughout the school year, and that helps them a lot. And it often they can model their ideas off of different episodes that they like or ones that they had to analyze. There's an episode of The Nod, like like Drake of the Diaspora, where like is Drake's cultural appropriation of the African diaspora good or bad for black people? From Gimlet Media, this is The Nod. I'm Eric Eddings. And I am Brittany Luce. What we're going to do is engage in a robust discussion on a given topic. And then we're going to take an official vote. And we're going to decide whether or not the thing we're going to talk about is indeed good or bad for the Blacks. And so we have them listen to that and they model it over their stuff. And that's actually where Julian's project started. His question was, are tattoos good or bad for teenagers? And so his small group all gave a pro, all gave a con, and then came to a consensus and voted on their sides. Cool. Okay, so they're listening to podcasts for the format, seeing what they like, and then thinking like, okay, how could I use this format to fit a topic that I already am interested in that I want to talk about? Exactly. And Mark mentions Julian Fausto, who was one of our high school finalists last year for the podcast Teens and Inc. And you can really hear this pro-con format in his piece. Take a listen. All right. So let's talk about the good and bad of teens getting tattoos. So I'm pretty skinny, okay? And when I tell my mom and grandma or just people in general, they said things like, oh, you're still growing when you get older, tattoos and stretch and look weird, which is true. So if you're a teenager that plans to gain muscle, make sure to get a tattoo in an area that won't be affected as much as other places. Okay, so they do a boot camp. 
some comparisons on format and structure. Anything else that's really awesome these teachers do? Yes, the project culminates in this big kind of presentation. Normally it's in person, and they model it after Shark Tank, if you've ever seen that show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I love that show. In the past, we've done mostly in person, like a panel in the library. Okay, we call your name or we ask for a volunteer. You come up to the front and then we have them do Shark Tank style pitches. So like pitch us your idea. Sometimes the panel is an English teacher, a member of the maintenance staff and a school counselor. Sometimes the principal sits in or the school nurse. They really, really like to keep it open to any faculty who want to listen. But Obviously, that changed this past year. This year, we did a different, uh, we did an electronic approach on Flipgrid where they recorded their pitch, and then we asked for volunteers to just watch however many videos they could watch and then provide a video feedback to them. The interesting thing about virtual is there is kind of like the screen as a barrier. Like, I feel like presenting in front of adults is or can be like a little intimidating. Like, it's actually maybe nice that they got to do it kind of behind a screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said when they were thinking about what they'll do differently this year, now that they're back in person, they're discussing whether or not to keep the video format. They said they might do like a hybrid of sorts, but the main thing will remain. The students have to be confident enough in their topic to present about it for a few minutes. Okay. So this seems like a ton of work for these teachers. Why do they keep doing it every year? Like, how has it survived? Yeah. Really, it's the students. The students just love it. Like they can't stop. Exactly. (laughs) They can't stop now. Like they've created this (laughs) format. The students love it and they can't go back to essays. They want to do podcasts. Yeah. You know, I think like without maybe knowing they were waiting for something like this, like this platform to to be able to tell their stories. I think sometimes our students don't feel super seen And so they just feel that they're having the chance to tell their story from a place of pride and authenticity. Awesome. Pride and authenticity. I freaking love that. I cannot wait to hear what they bring us next year and the year after that and the year after that. (laughs) I know. I can't wait. We'll look out for them this spring. That's our show for today. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NPR underscore ed and subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date on this year's student podcast challenge. Our college competition opens on December 1st and the high school and middle school competition opens January 1st. So get ready. Today's episode was produced by Sequoia Carrillo. Sequoia, what, what? (laughs) And edited by Steve Drummond. Our music is by Sam D'Agostino. I'm Alyssa Nadworny. And I'm Sequoia Carrillo. Thanks for listening to our show, and we can't wait to listen to yours. On this week's Wild Card, we talk with Issa Rae about those moments where our lives could have gone another direction. Definitely wasn't supposed to be with that guy at all. At all. But I still think about it. I'm Rachel Martin. Issa Rae tells us how to make peace with the path not taken. That's on the Wild Card podcast from NPR, the game where cards control the conversation. On It's Been a Minute, we're keeping you in the know when it comes to culture. I break down the latest trends and the forces behind them and introduce you to the creatives who think deeply about how we live today. Come for some good old cultural analysis and have a few laughs with me. 
Listen to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. NPR.